Welcome to Victory Church Winchester, Virginia's weekly podcast. Our desire is that you will find Victory a place to call home. Please take a moment to subscribe and share. Here is this week's message from our Sunday morning worship experience. Let's get in the Word today. How many are ready for the Word? Say, I'm ready. Come on, this ain't no monologue. This is a dialogue. Y'all gonna have to help me out today. Help me preach this. All right, if something hits you good, you gotta say amen. If something does hit you hard, you gotta say oh me. But either way, I want you to help me this morning. We're in week five of our collection of teachings called Keep the Change. How many have some things in your life that you want to change? That you're believing God and trusting God for to see a change this morning? Um, and we've been in this collection. We started off with the preparation for change. We talked about how if you want to make and if you want to keep change, that you've got to prepare for change. Um, and if we, we talked about in week two, the path to change. The path to change, and we said this, the path to changing what you do is changing what you think of you. Come on, what you think of you and what God says about you really does matter. So if you want to make changes in your life, you're going to have to take the path of changing what you think of you. In week three, we talked about the practices of change. These were about habits. We talked about the daily, uh, daily habits that are important in our life. We talked about the godly habits. We talked about the unholy habits that we need to change or break uh, from our life. If you want to change your life, then change your habits. And last week, we talked about the people that promote change. Making changes to your life will require the right people in your life. Come on. Relationships are not casual. They're extremely consequential. They mean a lot. The people that you are around, Solomon would say, you will become like. He says, walk with the wise and you'll become wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. And so today, I want to talk to you about making, managing, and maintaining change uh, in this subject of my message today, the pursuit of change, the pursuit. Pursuit means movement towards. I'm moving toward change. I'm not sitting still. I'm not hoping. I'm not sitting back, but I'm moving toward change. I want you to go to the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, all right? Uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. I'm going to talk to you this morning about the pursuit of change. Our notes for this message are on the Victory Church app. And uh, if you're taking notes, if you're a note uh, taker and a world changer, you can follow along with us there. Follow along with us there. I want to present to you this truth for your consideration today. To pursue change, unpack your purpose. To pursue change, unpack your purpose. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 says this, and from the message translation, it's on the screens behind me as well. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. How many are thankful for that? And he had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose that he is working out in everything and everyone. Your purpose can be defined as this. The reason for which 
you exist. Today, I want to talk to you about the pursuit of change. We pursue change by unpacking our purpose. Let's pray this morning. Join your hearts with me. Father, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, that you've given us today to gather together around your word. I pray, Lord, that you would open up our hearts, that we would be receptive to hear what you would say to us, whatever changes and whatever challenges and whatever encouragement, Lord, that you want to speak to our life and over our life today, Lord, we just humble ourselves. We position ourselves to say yes to your will and to your way and to your purpose for our life. Lord, we haven't come just to sing a song and attend a service and to hear a sermon, but we've come to hear from heaven. So Lord, speak to our hearts, change us from the inside out. Lord, that we might leave this place different than we came in. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pursue your purpose, it leads to fulfillment. But if you neglect your purpose, it leads to frustration. Again, the purpose on your life is the reason that something or someone exists. God is very intentional and he is very purposeful. He does everything that he does on purpose, with purpose, and for a purpose. He's not randomly hoping things turn out and work out. We don't serve a God who is distant. Although he is otherly, he is transcendent, he is also what theologians would call imminent. He is above all, but he is also close. So he sits on a throne, but he reaches down low. He is with us, in other words. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And so he's not the God of the deist in which he has created the cosmos, the universe, and then he steps back from his creation and he just lets it all play out. God is sovereign in that he's created the world and the universe and the laws that govern it, but he is also involved. He is also present. He is also near. God is so specifically and intentionally involved in general that you can see that scientists are amazed with the specificity and the exactness and the way that God has with complexity created the universe. You know, we are 93 million miles away from the sun, 186,000 miles away from the moon. If we were any closer to the sun, there would be no life on earth. We would burn up. But if we were any further away from the moon, then the tide would roll over the earth every single day and we would not survive as a people. God does everything that he does with intention and with purpose. And that goes in general, and that truth applies in general, but it also applies individually in your life. God has an intentional and individualized plan for each one of us. And so this morning, if you neglect your purpose for which God has created you, you will leave a life that is frustrated. But if you will pursue your purpose, you will find a life that is filled with significance. And this morning, I want to ask you a question. See, the question is not if you are in pursuit of something, but what are you in pursuit of? 
You see, we're all moving toward or moving after someone or something. And you can look at your motivations in your life and you can find out what exactly you're pursuing. What are you spending your time on? What do you spend your money doing? What do you give your energy and your talents and your abilities? What do you give it toward? You can find out what is it that is your purpose. You see, not all things are bad that we're pursuing. Family is good to pursue. A healthy relationship with your wife and with your children and with your parents, all of those are healthy. It's healthy to want to do well in your career, and it's healthy to, and it's good to want to do well in your interpersonal relationships or your ministry that you serve in. But the moment that those areas become more important and you've prioritized those things and you've pursued those things more than you've pursued and seek after God alone and God supremely, at that point you've created an idol and at that point you've gotten things out of balance and at that point you're going to live a frustrated life. Whatever you are pursuing, you will move toward and you will prioritize and you will spend money and time and energy and effort. You know, this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of this video that I watched. Um, how many are familiar with Greyhound Racing? Anybody ever seen these before? Where he's got these beautiful big dogs, and they're super fast. Um, and I was watching this video from a couple years ago um, where the dogs were lined up, and, and they were ready to run um, and race. And so the dogs, what they do is they follow this robotic bunny around the track. And so... When the gunshot went off, they jumped out of, the, out of the stalls and they were racing. And immediately, the bunny exploded. The bunny robot exploded. And they're all looking around and they're confused and they don't know what to do. And, and so one of the dogs on the video just kind of laid down and just took a, a rest and chilled. The other dog started running in the other direction. In fact, it ran into a fence and hurt itself. And, and, and the last, a couple of the other dogs, they began howling and barking at the people, the spectators, up in the crowd. It was a wild scene. And it got me thinking, that's how many of us actually live our life. You see, if we don't have something to chase, we don't find meaning in life. And so some of us will settle. Some of us will lay down. Some of us will just, just go, go with the flow. We'll just lay down and we won't pursue the purpose of God on our life because we have nothing really that's significant enough to change. And maybe some of us will try to escape our situation and we'll try to run off looking toward other things to find meaning and significance and purpose and we'll hurt ourselves along the way. And then maybe others of us will get so frustrated that we'll start yelling and screaming and posting and, you know, just being frustrated. That's the way that many of us live our life. If there's nothing, nothing to chase, we struggle to find meaning in our life. But here's the good news. Our loving creator has designed each of us specifically and individually that we might experience the joyful adventure, the joyous adventure of fulfilling the potential that he's placed on the inside of us. See, God wants you to, chain, uh, to chase the things that are significant. He wants you to chase the things that are eternal. 
He wants you to pursue the things that have lasting reward. And because God is very intentional in the way in which he's created us, he has already given us everything that we need in Christ to fulfill our potential, to accomplish our purpose. He's already given everything that we need, according to, the scripture says, according to life and godliness. And I brought my suitcase up here today to illustrate this message and to unpack this truth that if you want to pursue change, you have to unpack your purpose. If you're taking notes this morning, I want to share with you a few ways that we can unpack our purpose and the things that we discover. When we unpack our purpose, we discover that, number one, write this down, our personality best serves our purpose. Our personality best serves our purpose. Here's what I love. The Apostle Paul said in that scripture that I just read, that he had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living. You see, God didn't give us a personalized mission strategy. What did he say? He said, go into all the world and make disciples. It's a generalized mission plan. How does each of us live out that, end of, uh, that mission plan? Well, we have to find out how God has created us. What has he put on the inside of us? What is our specific personality that will be best served to pursue our purpose? And so this morning, I want to point out to you that your personality best serves your purpose. Your personality best serves your purpose. God has divinely designed you. And when you, when you discover your why, which is your personality and your divine design, you will then discover your what, your purpose. But many of us are ignorant about, we don't know what, what it is that God has created us to be and to do. What has God created us um, to, to, to be served? How has God created us to serve him? Have you guys have ever been camping? How many of you guys have ever been camping before? Anybody ever been camping? This is the season for camping. But this is the season that kind of messes you up. I'll share my own challenges with going camping. And I know just for the sake of the metaphor, the illustration, this is not what you want to bring to go camping. I get that, all right? It's like a bag, like waterproof, and a lot of you guys that go camping, you know better than this. But this is what I have. And so when I first came to Victory Church, I had never been camping in my entire life. And so we have this program called Royal Rangers, and they go camping throughout the summer, and they go camping, even they had a winter camp one time, and um, toward the end of the summer, we went on this camping trip, and I packed my things, and when I packed my things, yeah, I was like, oh, it's going to be warm, it's going to be hot, I got short sleeve short, uh, you know, short sleeve shirt and shorts and all that stuff, I got flip-flops, whatever. I didn't realize that at night it gets cold. So I was unprepared, right? I was unprepared in what I packed. I wasn't ready for this journey. I wasn't ready for this camping trip. And see, here's the reality. Many of us are not ready to fulfill our purpose because we haven't properly identified what God has already prepackaged in our life. You see, God is not unintentional, but he's very intentional, right? 
He's like your wife, man. He, he, he packs all the good stuff. He packs everything that you need in your bag for your faith journey, for the journey to fulfill your purpose. And so in your personality, he has created you with everything that you need to fulfill your assignment. But it's up to you to unpack it. You see, some of you think that, hey, this is the way I am and I don't like this. I don't like that, you know, I think this way or I do things this way or what, that you question yourself and you ask, why am I God? Like, why do I see things this way? Why uh, do I think this way? Why am I an introvert and not an extrovert? Why do I make decisions with my heart, maybe not my head all the time? And why am I the way that I am? Can I tell you this morning that God has wired you? He has created you. He has packed everything into your personality that you need to fulfill your purpose. And that's good news for you. And that's good news for me today because I don't have to run around trying to be somebody else, trying to impress everybody else, trying to do everything else to make everybody happy. No, God has prepackaged everything that I need to fulfill my purpose. We look at the life of Moses. Moses, in uh, Acts chapter 7, verse 20, 17 through um, verse 36, it's talking about how Moses was called by God. In verse 23, now when Moses was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, brothers, uh, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. I want to tell you this morning that Moses, as an example for us, he had a great calling on his life to be an emancipator, to be a liberator. And so he, when he went into a situation where he saw people being mistreated, he saw his people being oppressed, something rose up on the inside of him that God had already put down deep in him in his personality that rose up and said, this is not right. I'm going to seek to liberate my people. What is it that makes you mad? What is it that makes you cry? What is that thing in your life that you know that God has called you to fix? These are all clues into your purpose and what God has already put on the inside of you. Don't be ignorant about your personality, but discover how God has created you. And this is the reason why at Victory Church, we want to help you find and follow Jesus. We want to help you take your next step in your faith journey. So it's up to you to unpack your purpose. And you can apply yourself with this truth today by following. I have a QR code on the screen behind me. I want you to follow this QR code. And we have redesigned our, um, our assessment platform here at Victory Church. We've... Um, We've come in uh, to this uh, to discover our unique shape. We want to introduce you to a free resource that we have to help you discover your personality and your shape. Your shape is your spiritual gifts. It's your heart. It's your abilities. It's your personality, and it's your experiences. You guys have it up on the screen, probably behind me, right? Throw that up there if you don't mind. Because I want you to follow along. No, no, not that one. It's in this. It should be in the show, but we'll try to get that up there for you later. But if you follow that, it will take you to a website in which you can find out um, how God has uniquely, divinely designed you to fulfill your purpose. 
It'll talk to you. It'll help you understand how you are created uniquely by God to fulfill your purpose. Secondly, I want you to do this. Write this down. When you unpack your purpose, you're going to discover that a process is necessary to your purpose. A process is necessary to, to your purpose. Then the scripture says in verse 29 and talking about Moses, at this saying, Moses fled when he liberated, um, where he, he stepped in, he got involved himself to find his purpose and he killed one of the Egyptians that was abusing God's people. He killed them and he had a discussion with God's people with, with the people that were there, and they said, are you going to kill us too? But Moses, in verse 29, fled at hearing this and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And when 40 years, listen to this, when 40 years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness on Mount Sinai. There's a process of preparation that is necessary to your purpose. So there's also a process. When you unpack your purpose, you understand that there is a process that is going to lead you to your purpose. We get impatient with the process. We are a people who want everything now, and we want it right here, and I, and I, and I want to not wait. I want to receive it now. But the reality is God is not in a hurry. God is not in a hurry. He is always on time. Moses underwent 40 years of a process to prepare him as a deliverer to the Israelites. Joseph was a slave for 13 years in Egypt before he was promoted to second in command in Egypt. The apostle Paul was in the wilderness, in the desert for 14 years before he became the missionary to the Gentiles. Jesus didn't begin his three and a half years of public ministry until he was 30 years old. We want everything now, but there is a process of preparation that shapes us into the person who fulfills their purpose. God is working in your life to develop your character, to prepare you for what he's preparing for you. And if you get to the place of your assignment before you're ready, before your character is developed, you, will, you can fall, you can fail. You're not ready for the responsibility that comes for that, uh, for that assignment yet. And so God will often take you through a process in order to prepare you for your purpose. Somebody say amen if you know it's true. Marines have a process. Doctors have a process. Lawyers have a process. Chefs have a process. Investors and pastors have a process. I didn't just get up here one day, you know, just because I wanted to. There was a process that led me to my purpose. Don't get in a hurry and rush, rush your process. See, Moses wasn't yet prepared. The people weren't prepared, and the time was not right. And talking about God's timing, here's what I love about the Scripture. It says this in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 through 5. But in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoptions as sons and daughters. Remember Ephesians. He had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out. So God is working in you to both will and do of his pleasure, and he's also working some things out of you. In other words, it's a process, and there's a process that is necessary to your purpose. I think of one of my favorite movies of all time, The Karate Kid. Not the new one, old school. 19, 
80s, old school. Danielson, Miyagi. Hey. Y'all remember, Daniel was like a pipsqueak getting his, getting his butt kicked. I'm just going to say it like that. He's messing with Johnny and his boys, and he is going to school. He's getting bullied. He's getting beat up, and he says, you know what? I need a little help here. Miyagi comes out of the distance, and he protects them. They're beating up on him, and, and Miyagi runs him off, and he says, you know what? I need to, I need to learn how to fight Miyagi. Miyagi's like, hey, okay, Daniel-san, show up. So Danielson shows up, and he starts giving him tools. He says, here's what I want you to do, Danielson. I want you to sand the deck, right? And then he says, the next day he comes and he says, you see all these cars? I want you to wax on, wax off, right? <laughs> next day he comes, Danielson's working all day, every day. Next day, Danielson comes, and he's paint the fence, paint the fence. Well, he's still not done. He does this for days on end. He's mad. He's upset. Uh, upset. He's tired. Paint, uh, or paint the house. He's going this way, right? But here's what I love about that movie. It went from a good movie to a great movie when, the, when they realized, when Daniel's son realized, look, the process is preparing me for my purpose. My purpose is not to suffer the beatdowns every day of my life. But my purpose is to learn how to defend myself and to be able to, you know, to be able to fight. So Miyagi's like, all right, Danielson, you're getting ready to leave today. You, you, he's, he's upset. He's getting ready to run off. And he said, Danielson, come here. And he says, show me wax on, wax off. And he's like, aye, aye, aye. He starts blocking all the kicks and, and the punches. And Danielson realizes in that moment that the process had a purpose. I want you to realize today that God is not in a hurry. God is on his own timetable. And I know you want the promotion, and I know you want the rewards. I know you want the opportunity. I know you're not going through an easy time right now. Maybe you've had a setback. But can I promise you today that the setback is an opportunity for a comeback because God has not given up on the purpose for your life? Yield yourself to the process. The process is preparing you for the promise, for your purpose. Don't get in a hurry. The process is preparing you. And to pursue change, you have to trust God in the process. You have to trust him in the process because it doesn't always look the way that you think it should look. So your personality best serves your purpose. We discovered that a process is necessary to our purpose. And finally, when you unpack your purpose, you discover this, that your purpose needs a problem. Your purpose needs a problem. To live out your purpose, you're going to need a problem. Moses was a solution to slavery. Everything that was created was created to solve a problem. What is the problem that you were created to solve? What aches your heart? What demands your attention? What stirs you to action? Many of us are emphasizing our problems over our purpose. Don't emphasize your problem because it will distract your purpose. Trust God with the process. Trust God with the problems. You see, as a follower of Jesus, as someone who is in pursuit of their purpose, here's what you need to do. Don't just see the problem, right? Solve the problem. Don't just see the problem, 
see beyond the problem to your purpose. It takes faith to do this. Verse 34, Acts chapter 7, in talking about Moses. I have surely seen, God says, the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now come, the Lord says, I will send you to Egypt. I will send you. I'm going to say it again. I will send you. You see, there is a problem, but God has a solution. There is a problem of slavery. There's a problem of oppression. But God says, I have seen the oppression of my people. I know what's going on, and now I'm sending you to be the solution to this problem. I want you to see beyond the process of the last 40 years. I want you to see beyond the problem of slavery. I want you to see beyond the impossibility of confronting Pharaoh. And I want you to see beyond the problem to the purpose. I have come to set my people free. It's in Christ, the, the Apostle Paul says, that we find out who we are and what we're living for. God hasn't just given you a purpose just to be successful or just to have a good life or to have more money or to have better things. The purpose of God in your life is always connected to your relationship of serving Jesus, of following him, of giving your life fully to his plans and his purposes. There's something bigger than your desires and your understanding of your purpose. You see, your purpose is not your determination, but your purpose is your discovery. And when you unpack your purpose, you're going to discover that God has given you everything that you need in your personality for your purpose. You're going to find out that there is a process that is necessary to your purpose. God is working in your life. He's working out some things. He's working through some things in you because he's got a purpose and a plan for your life. And finally, your purpose needs a problem. Stop focusing and overemphasizing on your problem. Look beyond your problem to your purpose. Those people who fulfill great purpose and destiny in the kingdom of God are great problem solvers. They don't just see the problem, they see beyond the problem and they solve the problem they see. I read a story recently about Thomas Edison. You might know who he is. He's a great American inventor. And this story illustrates, and I'm going to share with you, it illustrates the benefits of seeing the purpose beyond the problem. One December evening, his son Charles wrote in this book, The Electric Thomas Edison. He wrote this. He said, one December evening, the cry of fire went out through the plant. Spontaneous combustion had broken out in the film room. Within moments, all the packing compounds, celluloid for records, film, and other flammable goods had gone up with a whoosh. Have you ever heard a fire do that before? Whoosh. He said, when I couldn't find my father, I became concerned. Was he safe? With all of his assets going up in smoke, would his spirit be broken? He was 67 years old, Thomas Edison was at that time. No chance, no age to begin anew. Then I saw him in the plant yard. He was running toward me. Where's mom? He shouted. 
Go get her. Tell her to get her friends. They'll never see a fire like this again. <laughs> Rather than saying, oh God, what did I do to deserve this? I've worked my whole life. I've done what's right. You know, why do I deserve this? Rather than questioning God, he said, hey son, go get your mother. This is an unbelievable sight. Look at this fire. His son continued the story. At 5.30 in the morning, when the fire was barely under control, he called all of his employees together and he had this message for them. We're going to rebuild. One man was told to lease all the machine shops in the area. Another was to obtain a wrecking crane from the Erie Railroad Company. Then almost as an afterthought, he said, and oh, by the way, <laughs> anybody know where we can get some money? Later on, he would explain, you can always make capital, capital out of a disaster. We just cleared out a bunch of old trash. He said, we will build bigger and better on these ruins. With that statement, he rolled up his suit coat, made it a pillow, laid down on the table, and went to sleep. When we see beyond the problem, we will solve the problem that we see. To pursue change, you have to see beyond the problem and solve the problem. So this morning, what are you pursuing? What are you moving toward? What are you striving to obtain? What are you chasing? You know, if you're chasing anything less than God's purpose on your life, you're going to end up frustrated. But if you're chasing God's plan, God's purpose for your life, you're going to find your life fulfilled. So this morning, I want to pray with you. If you would just bow your heads and close your eyes. pursue change, I want you to unpack your purpose. When you unpack your purpose, you discover that your personality best serves your purpose. You discover that a process is necessary to your purpose and you discover that your pur purpose needs a problem. But I love that passage that we read. It says, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Some of you have been looking. You've been looking to the opinion of others. You've been looking to your own achievements. You've been looking for your own validation. You've been looking for your sense of significance and purpose by pursuing things that are only and have only left you exasperated and exhausted not exhilarated, not filled, not, not seeming that you have found what you were looking for. And you've looked for meaning and purpose and significance by chasing things that are never going to satisfy. This morning, I want to tell you that it's in Christ. It's in Jesus Christ that you're going to find who you are and what you're living for. This morning, maybe you're in this room today and you realize that you've been chasing things 
seeking after, pursuing, pursuing relationship. Maybe you've been pursuing accomplishment. Maybe you've been pursuing success. Maybe you've been pursuing accolades. Whatever you've been pursuing, money, fortune, security, safety, comfort, convenience. Whatever you're pursuing today, nothing compares. Nothing compares to the purpose and significance that you find in knowing Jesus Christ, because in Him you will find out who you are and what you're living for. If you would just stand to your feet all across this room, and those that are joining us online, I want you to just put your hand over your heart. When we put our hand over our heart, we're not pledging allegiance to a church or a pastor. We're pledging allegiance to Jesus. We're saying this morning, God, I've been seeking some things. I've been looking. I've been looking for purpose and significance in all the wrong places. And this morning, I'm looking at you. I'm looking to you. I'm asking you, Lord, you to, for you to help me find my purpose in you. Help me find what you've created me for in you. I believe that if you pray that prayer this morning, that you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins to come into your heart. I believe that His plan from that foundation of knowing Jesus begins to unfold in your life. You begin to find out your personality and discover who you really are, and you begin to understand that there is a process and problems that you're going to have to overcome. But you find that. God is already with you. God has already um, planned the journey ahead of time, and He's with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. So this morning, I want you to pray this commitment to the Lord. Everybody across this room today, whether it's your first time or maybe you're coming to the Lord again, recommitting yourself to Him, I want you to pray this prayer: Jesus, I'm a sinner, but I believe. That you are the Son of God, the Savior of the world. I confess my sins. I ask you, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Give me new life. I make you the leader of my life, and I will pursue my purpose as it's found in you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Our vision is that you would experience Victory Church as a place to call home. We do this by encountering God through worship, embracing community through relationship, and expanding the kingdom of God through service. Find out more about Victory at victorywinchester.com.